one of the oldest bass players of all time. He used to push Sidney Bechet around in a baby carriage.
So, thank you for joining us. You are listening to The Jazz Focus here on WETF, The Jazz Station, South Bend, Indiana, and my name is John Clark. Hope you're having a a good week and a good day and that this music will improve it that much more. Uh, For those of you who have not been listening to this program, we uh, tend to focus on a very small section of jazz recorded history each week, and uh, sometimes it's an individual artist or a song or style or something like that. Today it's going to be largely devoted to a recording label that existed in the middle 1940s, from February or so of 1945 up until about Uh, July of 1947, and uh, this was a label called King Jazz, which was interesting in that it was founded and run by a jazz musician, which was unusual. Usually things run by jazz musicians are not going to last that long. Uh, Speaking as one who has been through things like that, uh, that's what you get sometimes. But this label uh, was devoted to really a, a, a very small market segment of the jazz listening audience. What uh, at the time was called New Orleans Jazz. This was the beginning of the New Orleans Jazz Revival and uh, later it came to be known as Dixieland. Today we'd call it traditional jazz. And the uh, musician in question who founded this label and was really responsible for putting the recording sessions together was a clarinet player named Milton Mazzero, otherwise known as Mez Mezro. And uh, Mezro was a, a white musician who had been born in 1899 in Chicago. He was early on attracted to the music of African Americans and the new jazz style. And he had uh, spent a lot of his 20s going to jazz clubs, uh, like the Sunset Cafe in Chicago to listen to Louis Armstrong, the Lincoln Gardens to hear the King Oliver Band, and also especially to the Apex Club and the Nest to hear the Jimmy Noon Band. Jimmy Noon's clarinet playing was a big influence on uh, Mez Mezro and his clarinet playing, even even though poor Mesro was never really up to the task of uh, uh, playing anything uh, like Jimmy Noon. Uh, his clarinet playing was uh, adequate at its best, and sometimes a whole lot less than that. But he was smart enough to hire good musicians to put around him, and uh, with him in almost all of these recordings we're going to hear today is the legendary and uh, iconic soprano sax and clarinet player from New Orleans, Sidney Bechet. Sidney Bechet was a Creole musician from uh, New Orleans, as I said, he was born in 1897. He was probably the only jazz musician who in the 1920s could be favorably compared to Louis Armstrong in terms of his abilities as a soloist, an improviser, and so forth. So King Jazz, as I said, started uh, in February, March, thereabouts of 1945, and generally featured bands that featured the two of them, Bechet and Mesro. Now, having said all of that, uh, we started out our program with a version of the Royal Garden Blues, which was one of two tunes we're going to listen to today that was not recorded for King Jazz. However, it was a very similar group. Uh, the King Jazz bands generally were credited to the Mesro Bechet Quintet or the Mesro Bechet Septet, of course, depending on how many players there were. Uh, this first recording of Royal Garden Blues, we heard the Bechet Mesro Feet Warmers. Now, that harkens back to a name from 1932, the Sidney Bechet New Orleans Feet Warmers, and that was a name that he used on recording dates for RCA Victor for many, many years. This particular recording was made in February of 1947 for the Wax label. This was one one of the many small uh, individualized recording labels uh, that sprung up in the middle 1940s. King Jazz was another, uh, Keynote, Dial, Savoy, National, Continental, you can go on and on with those. And what made it possible for these little record labels to appear was uh, a bad thing, uh, ironically. It was the uh, Uh, musicians' union strike against the recording industry. In 1942, James Petrillo, who was the head of the musicians' union, decided that uh, musicians were not getting enough from their recordings that were being played on radio and being paid enough for recordings and so forth, so he dictated that no union musicians could make recordings until further notice. And the strike lasted for about a year and a half, uh, and gradually uh, labels began settling with the union one by one, and that opened the door for a lot of these smaller labels to appear. And most of these labels focused on one or another style of jazz. As I said, King Jazz was really concentrating on New Orleans uh, slash uh, traditional jazz. 
So Wax did a lot of other things, did some swing and even some early bebop, but they had this one session with the Bechet Mesro Feet Warmers. I don't know how it came to be, but uh, we're glad to have it. Uh, we're going to finish up the whole program with the Bugle Blues later on, which is the same group, which consisted of Bechet on soprano, Mesro on clarinet, a trombone player named Vernon Brown, who was a white musician from Illinois who had uh, played for 20-something years at this point with fairly high-profile groups led by Frank Trombauer, Gene Goldkett, the Benny Goodman Orchestra, Artie Shaw, uh, Jan Savitt, and Muggsy Spanier. And he was about to go into the studios and become a studio musician, although he would periodically emerge to do jazz sessions in the 60s and 70s. On piano, we have the great James P. Johnson, the Harlem Stride pianist, uh, and he sort of holds the rhythm section together because there are no drums. So there are some tempo variations, as you might hear on some of these as well. Bernard Addison played guitar. He had played with uh, the Fletcher Henderson Band, Benny Carter, a lot of groups in the 30s. And then the great New Orleans bass player, Pops Foster. And you heard Mesro introduce Pops Foster as the world's oldest bass player, which was a bit of an overstatement, but not quite as much as you might think. Uh, Foster had been around for quite a while. He had played tuba and bass in New Orleans, and uh, he had been uh, in New York playing with the Louis Russell Band and the Louis Armstrong Band for 20-something years at that point. So as I said, that was the Royal Garden Blues. We followed that up with a slow blues, and you will find that many of these tunes recorded for King Jazz by this band were blues-based. I'm trying to select many of the ones that were not, just so we can balance the program a little bit. But we seconded uh, our program with the Gone Away Blues, and this was a tune uh, that was composed, uh, or credited at any rate, to Mesro, and this was a good feature for his playing. His clarinet playing on here was really quite good and emotional and uh, all that with a nice tone, which he didn't always have. Very slow tempo, so it didn't... Uh, uh, try his technique all that much, but he created a very uh, a very lovely uh, solo as well as a counterpoint when Sidney Bechet came in on soprano sax. And that was recorded on August 30th of 1945 by the Mesro Bechet Quintet. So we're going to go back to uh, the, one of the first set, well actually only about a month in this case, to July 30th of 1945, and this is the Mesro Bechet Septet. So we still have Sidney Bechet and Mez Mesro. Uh, we had uh, on the uh, recording we just heard Fitz Weston on piano, along with Pops Foster on bass, and Kaiser Marshall on drums. Kaiser Marshall had drummed all through the 20s with Fletcher Henderson, and he, had, he was doing some dance band work all through the 30s and 40s. So this septet recording that came from July of 1945, just one month earlier, featured uh, Mesro and Bechet and Pops Foster. It also featured Danny Barker on guitar, New Orleans guitar player who at the time I think had just finished a long tenure with Cab Calloway. Sammy Price, great blues pianist and boogie-woogie pianist, was playing. Uh, occasionally, Mesro identifies him as Jimmy Blythe Jr. Jimmy Blythe was a great Chicago pianist, and Sammy Price was moonlighting a little bit on this date because he was under contract to Decca. We also have the great Sidney Catlett on drums, one of the really uh, supreme drummers of the swing era and uh, a little bit beyond as well. But taking center stage is another horn player, Aaron Hotlips Page, a great Kansas City or, or Texas uh, trumpet player who uh, had played with the Benny Moten Band and Walter Page's Blue Devils and had come to New York in the mid-30s to lead his own band. And he was a really faultless singer and trumpet player. We're going to hear his singing a little bit later, but trumpet playing is to watch out for. So we are going to hear a tune called the Perdido Street Stomp. And most of these tunes were credited to Mesro and Bechet together. I'll point out any that are not. And then following that, we're going to go to a tune called Bad, Bad Baby Blues. And this is going to feature that same septet. This is on the day after, July 31st, 1945. But it will feature the blues singing of a New Orleans singer called Cousin Joe. And uh, we'll hear him singing his particular version of the blues. And he uh, had a busy recording career later on, although I believe this was his first record date. Then we're going to hear third in that set a tune called Kaiser's Last Break. And uh, this came from December of 1947. Uh, 
Bechet had been playing or was playing out at Jazz Limited, which was a club in Chicago, and his bosses would not let him go to New York to do a recording session. So they brought the Mountain to Muhammad, and they brought uh, all of the rest of the musicians of the Mesro Bechet Quintet, Mesro, Sammy Price, Pops Foster, and drummer Kaiser Marshall, to Chicago, where they did a marathon three or four day session and, and basically finished off the life of the uh, recording uh, company known as King Jazz. And Kaiser's last break uh, is a blues tune that features a lot of breaks by the solo instruments and a couple by Kaiser Marshall. And it's called Kaiser's Last Break because he died shortly after this session and it was named in his honor. Then we're going to finish up that session with a, uh, a little bit of a curiosity. I don't know if they just had some extra time or, or what, but they recorded a tune called Boogin' with Big Sid, which is sometimes called Sammy's Boogie Woogie. And uh, that was done uh, on that septet date, July 31st, 1945, but it only was Sammy Price on piano and Big Sid Catlett on drums. So some very fine uh, Kansas City-style boogie-woogie and some excellent drum accompaniment as well. So we're going to hear Pretty Doe Street Stomp, Bad Bad Baby, Kaiser's Last Break, and Boogin' with Big Sid. <laughs> Crawl up on my knees, 
baby Let me sing you a lullaby Bad, bad, baby You treat me like a low-down pup Baby, you treat me like a low-down pup. You always flirting with some other square, and you know that burns me up. I ain't gonna pull my whiskers, baby. Because I ain't no Billy Goat I ain't gonna pull my whiskers, baby Cause I ain't no Billy Goat Well, I can laugh in your face, baby And at the same time, cut your throat I'm a good-hearted fellow But I don't want no child from you I'm a good-hearted fellow, baby I don't want no job from you Well, I can scratch like a tiger And kick like a kangaroo
That was the Bechet and Mesro, or Mesro Bechet Septet for the most part. We finished up with a duo, though, Sammy Price and Big Sid Catlett doing uh, Boogin' with Big Sid or Sammy's uh, Boogie, whichever way you want to call that. A very fine performance, uh, which you would probably have heard in a club in Kansas City back in the 30s. And this was done, of course, as I said, in 1945. Before that, we heard Kaiser's Last Break, the tune that uh, was sort of the valedictory of the drummer Kaiser Marshall, who had been born in Boston and uh, ended up in New York in the early 20s, played pro most prominently with Fletcher Henderson, but uh, with a lot of other groups as well through the 1930s, and uh, was playing in a lot of uh, dance bands or taxi dance halls and so forth into the 40s, and uh, as I said, played with uh, this group, the uh, Bechet and uh, Mesro group, and that was a uh, blues tune done in December of 1947. Marshall passed away about... Oh, a month later, I think, and it was January of 1948, so that was a, a tribute to him after they uh, renamed it. So before that, we had a blues singer. Pleasant Joseph is the name by which he is most commonly known, but he was uh, known as Cousin Joe on this recording session. As I said, he was from New Orleans. He was... Uh, not a young man at the time. He was almost 40 when that recording was made, which was in uh, 1945, part of the uh, Bechet Septet, uh, Mesro Bechet Septet group. Uh, you heard a lot of Sidney Bechet doing his really patented um, 
obligato, blues obligato behind the vocalist there. A little bit of Hotlips Page as well. But it was mostly a vocal tune, uh, The Bad Bad Baby Blues by Cousin Joe. Then we started out with the instrumental version of the Mesra Bechet Septet from July 30th, 1945. We heard Perdido Street Stomp, and we heard some fine trumpet playing, solo and ensemble by Hotlips Page, uh, Mesro on clarinet, Bechet on soprano sax, we heard Sammy Price on piano, Danny Barker on guitar, Pops Foster on bass, and Sid Catlett on drums. A very, very good ensemble from that period. Hotlips Page had uh, become much more known as a swing player. He was known as a singer. He was being groomed as a successor or as a, an alternative uh, competitor, I guess, to Louis Armstrong in the 1940s. He was, man uh, actually in the 1930s, he was managed by Armstrong's uh, manager Joe Glazer, and there was some speculation that Glazer uh, specifically kept Hotlips Page down and didn't give him the publicity that would have made him a more major star because he didn't want him to compete with Louis Armstrong. Anyway, Page was one of the few players who probably could play blues uh, as inventively and powerfully as Armstrong and indeed Bechet could as well. So an interesting combination here with Page and Bechet that might not work uh, on paper but seems to work uh, in actuality. So I should mention that the Mesro and Bechet Association went back specifically to 1938 when the critic Hugh Panazier came over from France to New York in 1938. He put some recording sessions together. He wanted to record some traditional New Orleans bands, and they were groups that were not getting a lot of uh, play in the 1930s, and his, his goal was to kind of restore that. And he had a... a uh, a session with Tommy Ladnier, the trumpet player, and Bechet and some other musicians, uh, most of whom were not really New Orleans players, but uh, he uh, asked for Mesro's help in assembling them and uh, allowed Mesro to participate in the session as well. As we can probably tell, Mesro's playing was not up to the standard of these other musicians. Uh, occasionally he could uh, do some good work on blues and uh, give you an approximation of a, of a hot clarinet player, but his main uh, line in terms of, of being a associated with the musicians was, other than booking these recording dates and occasionally concerts and things, is he was considered the best supplier of marijuana in New York from the late 1920s or early 1930s when he made it there up until uh, he left for France in the 1950s. So that was uh, one reason that he had success with musicians at the time. So we're going to move on to another set. We're going to have some more blues coming for you right now. Um, this next tune is a... Uh, song that is called I Got You Some, which was uh, another feature for the instrumental part of this group and another bluesy uh, representation, but a slower one this time. Then we're going to go back to the Hot Lips Page group, the Bechet uh, or Mesro Bechet Septet from July of 1945, and we're going to hear a tune called The Minor Swoon, which is based on the pop tune uh, I Found a New Baby. So those are our tunes right now. You can't do that to me, the breathless blues. I got you some and minor swoon. Listen, listen, baby dear. I hear you talking to me. We've been married about one year. And that's too darn long. Telling me. But it seems like hell What about it? Our love, it's done turned to hate. You know why? No, I don't know what it's all about. You say you don't? Yeah. Well, right now, Papa, you are going to find out. Let me hear. You know I'm a woman. Yes, and I'm a man. Well, it's tit for tat, Daddy. If it wasn't for all women, we men wouldn't have to wear no pants. But you know I'm a woman. Yes, and I'm a man. You got to get to me, honey. So here I am. You said when the baby came, life would be complete. I sure did. When you found out there was Quinn triplets, you didn't come home for three whole weeks. But you know I'm Don't good man. Well, it's tit for tat, 
left and we women be ruining this world, I mean right and left. Yeah, and that's the morning I want to oversleep myself. You know, I'm a woman. Yes, and I'm a man. You've got to get to me, baby, so here I am. I'm right here. Yeah. But you know, we women could be anything that you men can be. But you'll never be the father of a family. a long time.
So there we have some fine Mesro Bichet septet recordings and other things as well. So we started out with uh, that tune I mentioned, You Can't Do That to Me, and that was uh, done by or featuring um, Grant and Wilson, that African-American husband and wife duet who uh, toured the vaudeville circuits for 30-some years uh, doing an act sort of similar to Butterbeans and Susie, talking about the battle of the sexes and so forth and marital discord, and they were very popular uh, during their time. They composed a lot of tunes too. We uh, Wesley Sox Wilson on piano composed the last tunes that Bessie Smith recorded in 1933. So we got to hear them along with Mez Mesro, Sidney Bechet, Wellman Bro, and Baby Dodds from New York in September of 18, 1946. Then we went to the Breathless Blues. As I mentioned, that was a clarinet duo. I think that's the only clarinet we get to hear today done by Sidney Bechet. And... Um, well worth the wait. Uh, certainly a wonderful, wonderful clarinet player, even though he was uh, de-emphasizing that at the time. That was from September of 1946 as well. Pretty much the same group. Then we did I Got to Give You Some, and I had mentioned that this was a slow blues. It was not. It was a sort of a up-tempo boogie-woogie performance, starting out with Sammy Price. Ended up rather indefinitely, but had some wonderful clarinet playing, believe it or not, by Mez Mesro, and some um, very authoritative Sidney Bechet soprano sax playing, along with Sammy Price, Pops Foster, and Kaiser Marshall on drums from December 20th of 1947. Then we finished up with the minor swoon based on I Found a New Baby, uh, the septet featured featuring Hotlips Page on trumpet, again, from July of 1945. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus here on WETF, The Jazz Station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark, and uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me and uh, let me know if you have any programs you'd like me to do, please contact me via social media, Facebook, Instagram, my band name, Wolverine Jazz Band, or wolverinejazzband.com. So we're going to be finishing up with two tunes by this band, more or less. We're going to do another tune, this time featuring the vocal talents of Hotlips Page. And uh, he was a, a really matchless blues singer as well as a player. And he's going to sing a tune uh, here that he composed called Blood on the Moon. A very dark type of tune, but a wonderful blues performance. Again, with Bechet, Mesro, Sammy Price, Danny Barker, George Pops Foster, and Sidney Catlett. Then we're going to finish up with that, uh, from that session that we began the program with for Wax Records, featuring the Mesro Bechet, or the Bechet Mesro Feet Warmers. I keep inverting the order there, but in this case it was Bechet first. And this features Vernon Brown on trombone, James P. Johnson on piano, Bernard Addison on guitar, and Pops Foster on bass. And we're going to hear the Bugle Blues, a.k.a. the Bugle Call Rag. And those will be our two tunes to finish up this program. So I hope you enjoyed it, and hope to see you again very soon. About you, you were running, playing with your swoon. Baby, I had a dream about you. You were running around, playing with your swoon. Well, I ain't no fortune teller, but you're gonna get blood on the moon. Don't let me get back, baby. Change that in, cause that's a sad truth. Well, don't let me get back and can't get in, cause that's a sad tune. You've been grabbing my allotment checks, so you're getting blood on the moon. Yeah, I 
have to knock you down. 